0: A group of CISOs from a half a dozen large healthcare organizations recently launched the Provider Third Party Risk Management Council, which aims to improve uniformity and efficiency in the way healthcare entities review the security controls and practices of third party vendors that handle sensitive patient information. Specifically, the council is partnering with High Trust formerly known as the Health Information Trust Alliance, and the council's member organizations are looking for their vendors to become certified in High Trust's CSF, or Common Security Framework, within the next 24 months. I'm Marianne kobusak mcgee Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with John Houston, Vice President of Privacy and Information Security and Associate Counsel at UPMC a founding member of the new Vendor Risk Management Council. So now, John, for starters, why is it important to the council's members that their vendors adopt a single information security and privacy assessment and certification program? And what sorts of vendors are we talking about?
1: I'll answer your last question first. We're really looking at those vendors that provide services in the cloud or who handle our data the reason why we're focused on that subset is, is that whereas in the past, most providers, when they were running their own systems and the data was within their data centers, providers could, in essence, have control over the security of that information those systems. Now we're in a really a different era where we're now dependent upon and have to trust these third parties, that they have the appropriate security and controls in place to ensure that, that our data remains secure. So we're really fundamentally shifting the burden from one where the provider could do it directly to one to where we now have to worry about some third party to perform that security, to put that security in place. And that's very difficult because if each provider has to go to each of its vendors, and in each case, either test their security or at least evaluate their security and, and ask the vendor to, to fill out a questionnaire, it's difficult because A, the vendor is having to answer many hundreds of questionnaires from all of its customers. And likewise, each customer, each provider then has to do that same evaluation of each one of its vendors. And that's difficult to scale on both sides of the equation. And in addition to that, if you look at the small to To mid-sized provider community, they often don't have the financial wherewithal to be able to to do those types of assessments with all of their vendors, all of their cloud vendors that are holding their data and performing their processing. So what we're really trying to do in this particular case is, is develop an environment where the provider, by submitting to HITRUST and going through the certification process, that does that one time. And then by making that information available to all providers, the provider can very quickly review the high trust certification and report and from that hopefully get comfort from the, the maturity of the security program and the controls the security controls that that third party has in place
0: so now john what sorts of vendor related security risks and mishaps are the council members hoping to address by their vendors embracing this program
1: I wish I could say that by going through High Trust that we can completely prevent every security event that a vendor might potentially have to confront, and that's not the truth. We all know that security, even vendors and providers and others, even when we try to put in place the best security programs, we know that there's still a possibility that there will still be some type of security event. But what we're trying to do is evaluate, in each case, what type of controls and programs that that particular third party has in place, and by complying with High Trust, really you're taking the best of all the different frameworks and standards that are out there, like COBIT, like NIST, and putting them together in some type of comprehensive, cohesive fashion. So that by complying with High Trust, we have a high level of assurance that there is a good program in place with using appropriate security frameworks. So that we have a high level of confidence. That this vendor is doing the right things to try to to be secure, and that the likelihood that that vendor then is going to have some type of security event is dramatically reduced. And frankly, you know, to give you examples, you know, not not all vendors are the same. Some of the larger vendors are, have obviously put a lot of time and effort into their security programs. But as we go to the cloud, what I have found is is that just because a vendor is a great website and a great app in the cloud doesn't necessarily mean that that vendor has a good security program in place. A lot of times these vendors are quite small. Maybe they only have a couple programmers. Maybe they don't understand security. And so I need to have some vehicle in which I can quickly assess to make sure that that, in fact, that vendor does have a good security program in place. That's what HITRUST provides. It gives me that good objective standard to which assess the security of these third parties to make sure that they're doing what they should be doing to minimize the likelihood that there is some type of security event and by the way if, even and if there is a security event that they have the processes in place to to minimize the impact of those security events
0: so now john briefly if you look under the hood a bit what does it mean for a vendor mm-hmm. to become high trust CSF certified? For instance, does that mean the vendor agrees to abide by certain security standards and practices, implement certain security controls, and are all the council members also certified by HITRUST?
1: What it requires is is, is that these third parties, these vendors, go through an assessment. And really what they should be using is a third-party assessor who comes in, assesses their security against the different security frameworks that make up High Trust, and from that assessment process, that assessor would provide its work papers and, and information to High Trust. High Trust both goes through a um, quality assurance review, but they also then go through and they they review that work and assign ascribe a particular rating. And you have to get a, a certain rating, at least a three plus on a scale of one to five, in in order. To be "quotes" certified, high trust certified. So it's not a yes or a no. It, you get a score, and, and that score hopefully helps a provider to determine how mature that vendor security processes are. Your your second question, I don't know if all providers are high trust certified. I know that that my organization has been committed to high trust for a long time, and in fact, I am right now currently going through a high trust assessment using a third party assessor. Now, in the past. When I've done high-trust assessments of my organization, I've actually used my internal audit staff. They were trained on high-trust, so I used them to perform that assessment. But I've now taken the step to actually engage an assessor who has been certified on doing high-trust assessments to perform my assessment. and I'm actually going through that as we speak.
0: Now, John, you mentioned that this will be used for cloud vendors. Is it only cloud vendors, or are you also you know, expecting other vendors that touch PHI in some way to go through the certification program, or is it focused on the cloud?
1: To me, the value to me is that if the vendor either holds my data or is delivering a service in the cloud where it has my data as part of that service, that's where I see the value of this particular initiative. And I've got a lot of those vendors today. That's not to say you wouldn't want other types of vendors to, to go through some level of high-trust certification, but really the value to me is, is where they've got data of mine in their possession because really that's, that's the thing we're most interested in trying to secure. As I'm doing high-trust certification for myself because I see the value in having an objective evaluation of what my security program looks like, make sure I'm using the appropriate frameworks to have the appropriate controls in place, and where I fall short, I'm going to take steps to correct that. And I would think other vendors and third parties might have the same view as I do.
0: Besides vendor security risk issues, I understand the new CISO council will potentially tackle other issues as well, including possibly breach response and continuous monitoring. What are the biggest challenges with those topics that you would like to see addressed?
1: One of the challenges I see is that I need to understand what type of, of threats affect my organization. And in the past, if I was responsible for the processing of all of my data and all the data was with my within my possession, I had a good view of, of the different threats that, that might be confronting me. I you know, I have a lot of very sophisticated systems to identify potential anomalous activity and, and different types of security events, and then I can respond in, to them. As I move my data and my processing out to third parties, I don't necessarily have that same information. And so I can't necessarily react as quickly as I might like. And by example, you know, if my organization is doing half of its processing in-house and the other half of it using third parties, and some malicious actor is attempting to get at UPMC data, and that's their target is UPMC, unless I can see the activities that they're waging not only against me in, in my networks and my systems, but also the networks potentially of, of these third parties that hold my data. I don't necessarily see that an attack is going on, or maybe it isn't as clear. So by having information both from my own network and system and that threat information, as well as that threat information from by third parties, that third-party information sort of amplifies potentially the alarms that I might otherwise see. I, I may not recognize something as being as critical until I start seeing data points from these third parties. So really what I'm trying to say is, is if I, as I get more information about potential threats to my data, wherever it lies, the better I can identify that something is happening and then take steps to secure it.
0: Finally, John, as you look out to 2019, any particular top security issues or challenges that you expect your organization to be focusing on next year?
1: It's hard to say. To me, I've put a lot of my time and efforts into just this initiative because this is where I sort of see my biggest risk being currently. Otherwise, I think really there is not one new thing out there that concerns me. I think we're going to find is, is that each year a lot of the threats will remain the same, but they'll become more sophisticated, become more complex. Our environments will become more complex. And with that complexity, being able to provide appropriate security becomes more difficult. So again, I don't think any, there's any one new thing out there that I'm saying, oh, my God, I never saw this before. Now I have to start to worry about it. It, it's, it really is is simply a matter of, of dealing with the continued increase in complexity of our computing environment and making sure that our security programs keep up with uh, that complexity.
0: Thanks, John. I've been speaking to John Houston of UPMC. I'm Marianne Kolbisak mcgee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.